Yo, 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 what's going on, good people? Today is Monday, March 14th, 2022. Time is 9.22 a.m. Eastern Time. You're on with another episode of The Bridge, episode 106 of The Bridge. Get down with Big Ron Brown, Big Kush, King Kush is all the same. He'll bring you my humble opinion about things that's going on in our everyday lives, mainly sports, music, current events on a local, national, and global level, politics, everyday things that's going on in our everyday lives. Uh, a lot of things to talk about today. Free agency frenzy starts this week. The new NFL year starts this week. Uh, a lot of NFL news, a lot of people coming back. Uh, Tom Brady is unretired. Uh, we're going to get into some other news as far as um, uh, Jesse Smollett and his sentencing, uh, what Dying Rockets director Ryan Cogler went through at Bank of America, uh, my man Primetime Deion Sanders and his medical procedure that he had done over the past few months. Uh, we're going to get into some uh, Calvin Ridley situation in his news. Uh, we're going to definitely get into some more news about the war on Ukraine. But as we always start off, we're going to start off every show talking about um, COVID and vaccine updates. As of right now, there are 79.4 million cases of COVID here in the United States. Over 966,000 people have died as a result of COVID. 557 million cases have been given. 217 million people have been fully vaccinated, which is at a rate of 65.8%. I'll read those numbers again. Over 966,000 people have died as a result of COVID. 79.4 million cases of COVID here in the United States. 557 million cases of vaccine have been given. 217 million people have been fully vaccinated, which is at a rate of 65.8% of the COVID-related news. I saw uh, President Obama has um, said that he has he has uh, tested positive for COVID-19. He has mild symptoms at this time. He was fully vaccinated. He had the booster shot. Uh, First Lady, uh, former First Lady um, uh, Michelle Obama, she tested negative, but he said he has, he does have mild symptoms at this time. He said he definitely could have been worse situation similar to mine because I was fully vaccinated. I got the booster shot, and then I did get COVID-19 as well. He said he does have mild symptoms at this time. Hopefully uh, it will um, just be just mild symptoms and not get any worse. Uh, don't have any updates on Queen Elizabeth and her situation because she had COVID a few, a few weeks ago. Um, I, saw, I was watching Good Morning America 3, the one that comes on in the afternoon, and just saw these things related to COVID. They said they did a uh, study over in the UK shows that brain size reduces five months after a mild infection of COVID. And then they said they did a study over here in the United States that shows how inflammation of brain damage and anxiety from COVID. So just in case people thinking this is not serious, it says the brain size reduces five months after a mild infection. Not even a serious infection, a mild infection of COVID. And it says the infl- inflammation of brain damage and anxiety from COVID. So COVID, I can attest firsthand that COVID, it attacks your weaknesses. And in my, and in my case, I had a blood clot. Blood clots are an issue that I've been dealing with since 2010. And it only inflamed and got worse in November of 2021. And this is serious, people. People, please. COVID attacks everything, whatever weaknesses, whatever you struggle with in your body, it attacks it times 10. So, as I keep saying and I'll continue to say, people, please go get vaccinated. If you have been vaccinated, go go get the booster shot because this is the only way we're going to combat and beat this virus. So, people, please go get vaccinated. Um, 
segueing into another situation with blood clots. I saw where um, Deion Sanders, a.k.a. Prime Time, Coach Prime, we watching this series on Barstool Sports, Coach Prime at Jackson State. He had a procedure done where everybody knows he's been dealing with turf toe going all the way back to his playing days in the NFL and with uh, Major League Baseball. And saw where he had two of his toes amputated because of blood clots that were in his, that was in his leg that trickled all the way down to his um, his big toe and the, and the toe next to his big toe on his left foot. And he revealed that not only does he have a situation with blood clots, but his mom and I think he said a cousin and an uncle that passed away from him. And I know firsthand, like I just said earlier, of what blood clots can do. It's serious. And it's just um, people don't real. I don't think people realize that having one blood clot in your body is, can, can be fatal. And he had three removed, and I had over 30 removed in November 2021. So the fact that he was still trying to coach, still trying to be there for the team, in enormous pain and had been dealing with that pain for years. And the fact that he had to get his toes amputated. When you think about you think about Prime and you think about just him being an athlete and all pros and Pro Bowls and winning Super Bowls, and the only man the only man in history to ever play in the Super Bowl in the World Series. And you think about him, the great athlete that he was. And he said that a man of my stature, a man of my athletic ability, and this great athlete that I was, and he didn't even know if he was going to be able to walk again. He thought that he was they were going to amputate his entire leg. and But to God be the glory. And his faith never, and I saw him in the series, if you have not seen it, it's on YouTube, on Barstool Sports. Go watch the episodes, powerful episodes. And his son's face, Shiloh and Tom, Shiloh and Sador, when they saw his father's foot, their facial expression told the story because you're not expecting to see that. And I'm pretty sure that not only his two sons that played for him at Jackson State, but the rest of his family will be motivated to do greater things, especially his children, because if this man can go through all of this and still come back and still try to be there for the team, still try to coach, you have all the motivation you need in the world. And Coach Prime, prime time, you have been an inspiration to me ever since I was a child. And to know that your family had a history of blood clots, just like I have a history of blood clots, just it's nothing to play with. And the blood of Jesus reaches every mountaintop, and it reaches every valley low, and all points in between. And it was good for us that we were afflicted, and God has something special for us, each and every one of us. That's, that's, that's for sure. So, Prime, I wish you a speedy recovery. I think he's definitely on the road to recovery. So, God bless you, man, and everything that you're doing. Me being from Mississippi, Buckatana, Mississippi, 39, uh, zip code 39322, everything that you're doing at Jackson State, for the city of Jackson, for the state of Mississippi, for HBC, HBCUs all across the country. Because I had a scholarship to Alcorn State. I didn't go, but I did receive one. So, for what you're doing for HBCUs all across the country, thank you, and I salute you on that. Jumping to some action in the association known as the NBA. Had some great games. Had some great games. Playoffs um, playoffs are right around the corner, so teams are definitely revving it up in the um, in the NBA. So let's just get into some scores from yesterday. Uh, New Jersey Nets. I'm, I'm sorry, New Jersey Nets. Brooklyn Nets defeated the New York Nets 110 to 107. I think KD had like 53 points in that game, so he's on a tear right now. They're trying to secure that eight seed 
in the Eastern Conference. Los Angeles Clippers defeated Detroit Pistons 106-102. Dallas Mavericks in the last second shot. I watched some of that game yesterday. Defeated the Boston Celtics on the day the Boston Celtics retired KG's number five jersey and hung it in the Raptors. But Dallas Mavericks prevailed 95-92. The Philadelphia 76ers in overtime defeated the Orlando Magic 116-114. Atlanta Hawks defeated the Indiana Pacers 131-128. New Orleans Pelicans defeated the Houston Rockets 130-105. Memphis Grizzlies defeated the Oklahoma City Thunder 125-118. And the Phoenix Suns, my God, Jesus. They are definitely the number one team in the NBA. Defeated the Los Angeles Lakers 140 to 111. And like an all-star game, <laughs> like an all-star game score. But um, definitely want to say also congratulations to LeBron James. He has now he is the only player in NBA history to have over 30,000 points, 10,000 rebounds, and 10,000 assists. There's no other man that has ever played in the 75 years of the NBA that can ever say that but LeBron James. And he might not catch Kareem this season, but he will definitely catch and pass Kareem all-time regular season leading scorer. So congratulations to LeBron James on that situation. A lot of NFL news to get to. Uh, This week, I believe, Wednesday starts the new NFL year. And so free agency can begin. Trading can begin. Uh, So let's just jump right into it. Um. Aaron Rodgers signed a four-year, $200 million deal, $153 million guaranteed with the Tampa. I mean, I'm sorry, with the Green Bay Packers. So he would likely, more than likely, finish his career as a Green Bay Packer, $153 million guaranteed with the Packers. As I said earlier, Tom Brady has unretired. <laughs> he is unretired. He is coming back to Tampa Bay for his 23rd NFL season. It looks like um, that he had been in the talks with the general manager and with the owner of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just in case if he wanted to leave that door open, there's a possibility. So the possibility has now become a reality. Tom Brady will continue his career, his 23rd season at age 45 when the season starts. He will continue his NFL career with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, other NFL news, uh, Russell Wilson in a blockbuster trade was traded to the Denver Broncos last week. I believe the Broncos received uh, Russell Wilson, a few more other players, and a fifth-round pick, if I'm not mistaken, and the Seattle Seahawks received Drew Locke, uh, two more other players, two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and a partridge in the pear tree. So they are definitely in the rebuilding phase because the leader on the offense and the leader on the defense, Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner was... um all-pro, Pro Bowl linebacker that had been his, spent his entire career with the Seattle Seahawks. He is also released by the Seattle Seahawks. Him and um, Russell Wilson came in the league together in the same year, 2012, and they were the last two remaining members of that Seattle Super Bowl team that won the Super Bowl back in 2013. So it's definitely an end of an era in Seattle. They are in the rebuilding mode, and they have a lot of draft capital to do so. So, but Russell Wilson is now a Denver Bronco, and a lot of players, uh, my, uh, one of my best friends, Horace, who I've been knowing over 20 years, and my cousin Brandon, they are definitely Denver Broncos fanatics, and they felt like the only thing that they were missing was a quarterback. And Russell Wilson could finally be the missing piece to get them back over the hump and possibly get them to a Super Bowl, because ever since Peyton Manning retired back in 2016, 
they have been through a quarterback carousel and it has not been pretty. So Russell Wilson, he's definitely going to be motivated. He has something to prove. And I think him going to Denver will be the final hump. They need the final piece to get them over the hump. That division is stacked because you have Russell Wilson there now, Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs have won that division, I think, the last six or seven years. You have um, Josh, Josh Herbert Josh as the quarterback at the um, – Herbert as the quarterback in the uh, Chargers, and you have uh, Derek Carr with the Raiders. So that's the, that division is stacked. They're going to be battling each other all season long. Definitely can't wait to see that. Uh, speaking of Chargers, Khalil Mack was traded to the from the Bears to the Chargers. Uh, don't know exactly what picks they got in return, but he was now he will now be a Los Angeles Charger to be paired with Bosa. So if they can stay healthy, that that combination will be deadly. So they. I guess they figured we need another pass rusher to go with both of the chasing around Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson and Derek Carr. So that definitely that combination definitely could be lethal. So definitely looking forward to seeing that. Um, Richard Sherman pleaded he pled guilty for two misdemeanor charges stemming back to the domestic situation that he went with, where he was going through with his family. Um, said he will not serve. I don't think he had any jail time. I think he has to do community service and be on probation for a little while. But that issue has been resolved. We all go through family spouse. We all go through family issues. So he will, um, he pled guilty for two misdemeanor charges in that situation. Um, Dak Prescott and Zach Martin restructured their contracts. Save the Cowboys about $20 million in the cap. And I also saw over the weekend that Armani, Amari Cooper was traded to the Cleveland Browns for a fifth and sixth round pick. And Michael Gallup got the bag. He secured a five-year, $62.1 million deal with the Dallas Cowboys. So, hey, get your money, get your money. So, I wanted to speak on this Calvin Ridley issue. Uh, Calvin Ridley of the Atlanta Falcons, he was suspended for the 2022 season for betting on games while he was injured in 2021. Um the NFL's revenue, the salary cap, of course, went up to over. The salary cap is going to be over $208 million starting this season, and it's only going to go up because when you have TV deals, when you have online betting, betting at casinos, the revenue, the NFL gets some of that, which means the players get some of that. And betting in the NFL is, is a slippery slope. Betting in any sport is a slippery slope. And he said he knew what he was doing was wrong. But my thing is, is that yeah, 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 that that's game. <laughs> Shannon Sharp said you hustle backwards, man, because you risk your 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 entire salary for this season was going to be eleven million dollars, and you risk that for a fifteen hundred dollar bet. That's got to be the worst odds in history. Fifteen hundred dollars, and you lost eleven million, and you were supposed to be a free agent, and now. This stigma is going to be hanging over your head probably for the rest of your career because our teams, our teams, going to be willing to take a chance on you to give you a long contract because you're because you deserve a contract because what you do on the field, you're second to none. You're one of the best uh, receivers in the game, but now you have they they're going to be looking at you sideways or looking at you at the corner of their eye because they're going to wonder: Are you betting on the games? Are you giving inside information? You knew what you were doing was wrong, man. You said it. You tweeted it. I knew I was wrong, and I only got a year for it. You're lucky you didn't get more because Pete Rose betted on games back in the day, 
and the man has been banned for life. He should be in the Hall of Fame. So it's just <laughs> $1,500 bet, and you lost $11 million. So not 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 beating the odds there, my man. So other NFL news I wanted to get into real quick. Carson Wentz, he cannot catch a break. Carson Wentz has been traded to the Washington Commanders. This is his third team in a matter of two years. He got traded from the Eagles to the Colts and now from the Colts to the Commanders. I think this is basically a last chance for Carson Wentz to prove he is a starting quarterback in this league. I think this is pretty much his last hurrah as a starting quarterback because if he doesn't get this right, you're going to be a backup. You're going to be a jag. And in case you guys don't know what a jag is, you're going to be just another guy. And this is probably his last shot as a starting quarterback in the National Football League because I don't think anybody else is going to give him a chance. He'll still be on a roster, but I don't think anybody else is going to give him a chance to be a starting quarterback in this league if he doesn't get this right. So, listen, um, hopefully he gets it right because he seems like a good dude, but there's always been questions about his leadership. Do people like him? I mean, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl in 2017, they built a shrine to Nick Foles. He was the backup quarterback, but because they liked him and they followed him and they respect him, they seemed to like him more, and as a result, he was traded. They traded you. They didn't trade Nick Foles. They traded you. So, uh, yeah, this is definitely his last shot to me as a starting quarterback if he doesn't get this right with the Washington Commanders. Um, other NFL news I want to get into real quick. Um, Deshaun Watson, was not he will not face any criminal charges stemming from the alleged sexual assault cases that he has. 22 civil, civil charges are still pending, but he will not face any criminal charges. And NFL teams... From the ones I saw, Carolina, New Orleans, uh, Miami, Pittsburgh, if I'm not mistaken. But I know Carolina and New Orleans are definitely going to be making their pitch to get him now that they see he won't be facing any criminal charges. And my thing is this, on my humble opinion is this. <clears throat> so now you have a situation where, like the Chris Brown situation, this girl accused him of rape and it was consensual because Chris Brown saved the receipts of all the text messages saying that this was consensual, that they had got it in several times, and now that he's countersuing and for defamation of character and um, false accusations, that should be taken seriously now because I, I was listening to Steve Harvey Morning Show, and he was like, you don't, the accusers, now that, now that you're not going to get your money or now that it didn't go the way you wanted it to go, Oh, my bad. I can just go away. It shouldn't work that way. It shouldn't be that way. Because there are certain things, Steve Harvey said it best, but there are two things that if you get accused of that are that can be damning to your name, your character, your career, who you are as a person and human being. And that's rape and child molestation. And when you accuse somebody of something like that, you better damn sure make sure that you're telling the truth or you have hard evidence that can convict that person of those accusations. Because when you accuse somebody of that, you can't unring that bell. And if you're in this country, black men being falsely accused of stuff like that, that cannot happen. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen because there are truly victims out there of sexual assault, of rape, of molestation, and those who do it should be punished 
to the highest extent of the law. But at the same time, if you have people out here who are falsely accusing these people, they should be punished to the fullest extent of the law. Throw the book at them because you can't unring that bell. Or you can't just say, my bad, I didn't mean it like that because you didn't get the money you wanted or things didn't go the way you wanted them to go. No. No. Those people should be held accountable. Those people should be punished. And I'm hoping that's what happens to send a message to those because when you do stuff like that, to the people that are actually going through that stuff, it makes them harder to come out and say those things because they feel like no one's going to listen to them and take them seriously. So when you do stuff like that, that's just my personal opinion. They should be punished and held accountable to the fullest extent of the law because it's not right. That's not right. Like I said, you can't unring that bell when that happens. So that's just, that's just my own opinion. Um, let's get into some um, oh, some other sports-related news I want to talk about. Major League Baseball has reached an agreement. Opening day will be April 17th, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, all 162 games will be played. I think yeah, April 17th will be the opening day. They have extended playoff teams uh, to... 12 to 14 teams are now in the playoffs. So uh, Major League Baseball did reach an agreement, and so opening day will be played as scheduled. All games will be played. Uh, congratulations to Coach, Pop, Coach Pop, Popovich for the Spurs, my Spurs, San Antonio Spurs. Right. Uh, <clears throat> last Friday night, they defeated the Utah Jazz, and Coach Pop is now the, mo- the winningest coach in NBA history at 1,336 wins, most ever in NBA history. Coach Pop has been the um, Spurs coach since 1996. He has been there through the entire um, through the entire late 90s up until this point. He has five NBA championships and now has the most uh, wins in NBA history during the regular season, passing his old mentor, his old boss, Don Nelson, who held the um, title for a long period of time. So I think it's now Coach Pop, Don Nelson, Lenny Wilkins um, in the top three in wins of the most wins in NBA history. So congratulations to Coach Pop, the most wins in NBA history. Um, I also wanted to jump into it real quick. Um, congratulations to Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods has been inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame over the last last week. Um if there's one person when I remember growing up that made me even pay attention or think about golf, uh, when I first started th- looking at golf was when I would see Michael Jordan do it as a hobby in the off season or his day off when he wasn't playing basketball games. You saw NBA inside stuff or whenever um, access backstage access that you had with Michael Jordan, he was somewhere on the golf course. Golf course. But when I saw Tiger Woods back in like 96, 97, when he, I think he even won his first Masters. And you saw this guy and how he dominated the sport. And there was nobody even close to him that was touching him. And he was all over the place. And that's when I started taking golf like, wow, this is a serious sport. This is something that somebody who looked like me, that's a black man, half black, half Asian, like, wow. This guy was dominating the sport, and it was predominantly white sport. 
and I had never seen that before. And it was like, wow, that's all you can say because this guy was amazing. Five Masters, 15 majors, uh, championships that he's won as a professional golfer. Um, the fact that he was able to come back in such a later stage in his career after major, many major back surgeries and win his fifth May, uh, Masters um, a couple of years ago was amazing. And the fact that he was still, after he had his uh, car accident last year, because a lot of people didn't think he was going to make it, but he did make it and did survive. So, And congratulations to him. His daughter inducted him into the Hall of Fame. So well-deserved, much respect to Tiger Woods because what Michael Jordan did for basketball, Tiger Woods did for golf. Because I promise you, I promise you, kids like me growing up, they wouldn't have never taken golf seriously, wouldn't even give gave golf a second thought if it was not for Tiger Woods. So what he did was said, told little black kids growing up, especially in the 90s, that it's okay to play golf. You can be good at this. And you can come in and dominate it, and you can change the game because Tiger Woods definitely did that. So congratulations to him. Um, We're going to jump into, of course, uh, praying for all the people in the Ukraine right now. Uh. President Biden, he is uh, banning Russian oil over the Ukraine war. Um, it's just a matter of time. I didn't even realize that Europe gets 50% of their oil and gas from Russia. Uh, NATO countries and NATO leaders have said that Russia strikes Poland for fuel and other resources that other nations will retaliate, and this is possibly the beginning of World War III. It's just only a matter of time. Um said that they were apartment buildings, there were nursing homes, hospitals, innocent people that were suffering over there in, in the Ukraine that had nothing to do with this. Just my thoughts and my prayers, my sincere thoughts and prayers going out to the innocent people of this war because it was unnecessary. It was something that could have been prevented. Of course, we all going through it over here with gas prices, with fuel. I saw with, uh, Vice President Harris where she had a billion dollars of the infrastructure deal is now going to public transportation for electric engines and buses, and trucks, and all vehicles. And it's just to the point now where it's time. All the oil and gas that we have in our reserves, we need to start using that, either lock the lock gas prices and wages as they are in now, or give some relief to the American people who have to pretty much go to the gas pump and fill up their tanks every week now because, it's time to start thinking about cleaner energy, doing whatever we need to do to get away from using foreign resources and fuel and oil because when a war like this starts and pops off, that's the first thing that's going to suffer. It's gas prices, fuel, resources, food, you name it. I mean, it's just it's just a matter of time. So hopefully we can get to that situation with this infrastructure deal we can get the clean energy if we can start depending on ourselves and not depending on other countries for, for fuel, for gas, and other resources. So also saw where um, the first January 6th rioter, Guy Reffitt, I guess I said his name right, was found guilty on all counts uh, for the January 6th uh, protest. And if he won, if he's found guilty on all counts, and I think he could be facing 8 to 10 years in prison, if I'm not mistaken. But my thing is, is that 
yeah, okay, that's good. And that he's going to be sentenced, and a lot more should be sentenced and get and going to jail over what they did on January 6th. But we all know who the ring leader was. We know who his, who his organization is, and we all know who started that. So my thing is when you're going to go after the person who's, who's truly responsible for January 6th. We all know his name. We all know who he is. And the term former president is in front of his name. He's no longer president. It's former president. So there's no statutes or limitations or he, he or any um he he's not Teflon. He can be touched, he can be reached, um, because it's a former president, Donald Trump. That title president has former in front of his name. So I'm just guessing, I'm just asking, what are we waiting for? Um Director Ryan Coogler was detained by Atlanta PD back in January and because he was at a Bank of America Bank of America location in Atlanta. He went in trying to get money from his account, his account. He wrote a note he wrote a note to the teller saying, This is who I am. I want to withdraw twelve thousand dollars from my account. Keywords my account. I'm not saying I want to rob you or give me all the money or I'm going to blow your head off. I want to take money from, quotations, my account. You want to try, because when you go into an account to a bank and you want to take out, take out large amounts of money, you don't want to just say that out loud. You want to be discreet. You want to get in, get out, go about your day. And I'm just thankful that this situation ended peacefully and they were able to resolve the issue because I'm, I bank with Make of America. First time opening the bank account was in August 2005 in St. Louis, Missouri. So I banked with Bank of America. That's my bank. Been my bank for almost 17 years. So I'm thankful that the situation was resolved. But that teller, if this man is saying, I want to take it from my account, he's giving you his ID. You recognize the name. You know who he is. And it's a large amount of money, $12,000. So this man, his net worth is like $20, $25 million. So you know he's got it. So you just felt like, and here's the kicker, she's a black woman. So I guess she thought, I, I just, it's so many, it's so much you can get into this situation, but it's like just being black in America where you can't even withdraw money out of your own account without somebody deeming it suspicious. It's just crazy to me because thank God the situation was resolved peacefully because when the Atlanta police showed up, that could have ended tragically. That could have ended tragically. And it's just another case of being black in America. That's just... <laughs> man, oh man, oh man. Uh, actor Jesse Smollett gets 150 days in prison, fined $25,000 for his fake hate crime that he tried to stage in Chicago. Um, <laughs> he'll spend 150 days in Cook County Jail. He left the courtroom basically saying, I'm not suicidal, I didn't do this. He's maintaining his innocence, but... hey. He got caught lying, man, trying to, I guess, get sympathy or make people feel sorry for you or make you seem like you're a martyr or you're a hero or something like that. But my thing is, did you do all of this for attention? Did you just, so you can draw attention to yourself? And it's, just, it's, just, it's sad, but <laughs> and now this is this is going to be tagged with you for the rest of your life. So uh, was it worth it? That's all I can, that's all I can say. Was it worth it? So. 150 days in jail, 
he'll be on probation and $25,000 fine. So thank God no one was truly hurt or killed in this situation, but it was just like, dude, you lied, and you got to face the music. You got to suffer the consequences. <laughs> um, a couple of rest in peace um, notices I want to give out. Uh, rest in peace to Johnny Greer. He was the NFL's first black referee. He passed away at the age of 74. Uh, I remember him calling many games back in the day. Um, he's the first, like I said, first black referee. He passed, he passed away last week at the age of 74, so I want to say rest in peace to him. Uh, rest in peace to Emilio Delgado. He played Lewis on Sesame Street, first um, Mexican-American um, to play on Sesame Street. He sung a lot, sung a lot of songs, brought a lot of diversity to that show. Sesame Street that I can remember was one of the first shows that I remember in my lifetime where it was a multi-ethnic uh, group of people that was singing, that was educating you, informing you, letting you know, teaching you. And it was one of those shows that you don't realize how much you miss until you become grown. So rest in peace to Amelia Delgado. And as a wrestling fan, I saw this this morning, Scott Hall, uh, <laughs> who also played, uh, who was also Razor Ramon, in the WWE, but he was Scott Hall, uh, the outsiders, him and Kevin Nash. They kind of took the veil down on wrestling and, and from them going to WWE to WCW in 96, NWO, the outsiders. The, uh, they thought they, they basically, everybody growing up thought that they came down there to declare war. They changed the game. But Scott Hall, over the weekend, he was having surgery, hip surgery, and I guess because of the results of the surgery, he had like three heart attacks and um, I think a blood clot stemmed from those heart attacks. And he's been on life support, I want to say, for the past two or three days now. And I think his family is uh, trying to get all his family in um, the hospital so they can take him off life support. I saw where Kevin Nash posted that on Twitter, if I'm not mistaken, that he was um, going to be taking off life support and more than likely will um, not make it because he's basically in a vegetative state. So I just want to say rest in peace to him. Um, if you're a wrestling fan like I am, him and him and Kevin Nash together, that was a that was a good, that was a great tag team, and he was the original bad guy. When you saw when you saw Scott Hall and, and Hey Chico, Hey Yo, that was that was Scott Hall. That's who he was. That's who he is. But he played that character to a T. And he was definitely one of the most influential guys in the wrestling business. It's Razor's Edge. I did it on my brother and my cousin's wrestling move. Is, yeah, it's not something that you would want to teach people to do, especially if they're not in wrestling. But it was an effective move. And so my thoughts and prayers definitely go out to him and his, to his family. Uh, we all come from different races, backgrounds, cultures, places, and statuses. But we are more alike than we are different. And we can see each other as human, find a common ground and interest, begin to pick each other's brain, and dig into the core of each other respectfully and peacefully. Only then can we begin to heal each other and truly bridge the gap between all of us. It's another episode of The Bridge. Get down with Big Ron Brown. Just bring him bring my humble opinion about things that's going on in our everyday lives. If you've not gotten vaccinated, please go do so. And also, if you have gotten vaccinated, go get the booster shot. Uh, praying for the people of Ukraine, praying for people all around the world, but especially in the city that I live in, Philadelphia. Over the weekend, man, it's just I heard where this nine-year-old kid shot and killed his 17-year-old stepbrother for bullying him. Um, my thoughts and prayers definitely go out to that family. That's just a tragedy all the way around. I heard where a pregnant lady was on a septic train and 
refused to give up her seat, and the man just punched the woman in the face. It's just so much going on in the world, so much going on in our city, in our country, everywhere. Lord Jesus, just we need you. We need your Holy Spirit to fall and flow through the streets of Philadelphia, all over this country, all over this world. Praying for peace, praying for comfort, praying for joy. Just praying. I will be posting this to my anchor on Anchor Podcast and also to my Twitter page and my Facebook page. So uh, you guys have a good one. Stay safe, and I'll talk with you again next week. Peace.